You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, we made it to a Wednesday. It's hour one, Dan and the Dan answer. No, hour two. Hour one flew by so quickly I forgot about it. Talked a lot about who got the better end of these deals. Seattle, did they do what they needed to do? Denver give up too much? Did Green Bay spend too much? Did they give in to Aaron Rodgers too much? All of these questions, everybody wants an answer today. Got to have a grade on who was the big winner, who won the trades. I look at this, Green Bay did what they needed to do. They made an offer to Aaron Rodgers he couldn't turn down. And you can't move on at this juncture. You've won back-to-back MVPs. The NFC still looks like it's wide open, and that's including the Rams trying to repeat. But keeping Aaron Rodgers, paying Aaron Rodgers, what do you do with that roster? Also, what changes with Aaron Rodgers? Because he lost to Tom Brady. What did he do in those other games, those other playoff games? Who did he lose to? I mean, regular season's great. This is about the postseason for him. Denver, it's about getting to the postseason. Seattle, it's about hitting the reset button here. Or do they have something cooking? Because are you going to get Deshaun Watson? Are you banking on Deshaun Watson? Pete Carroll at age 71 or soon to be 71 and you're rebuilding there. Denver, you're in a tough division. And Russ is going to help you because he's going to keep you in every game. But I don't think there's any slam dunk answers. Because I look at Seattle, can you be competitive again? Denver, are you going to be elevated to the point where you're going to be as good as, if not better, than Kansas City? The answer is probably no. Green Bay, it's never been about the regular season. It's about the postseason. And you've had home games, NFC title games there, and Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay have not played well. What is going to change with that? You can pay him all this money. Are you going to lose some players? You got Devontae Adams. I still like that they got a couple of uh, impactful defensive players. I like the two running backs. Wide receiving core is underrated um, outside of Devontae Adams. But is anything going to change with Aaron Rodgers? Now, you don't have Tom Brady to worry about. You may only have the Rams to worry about for the best record and, you know, having home field advantage here. San Francisco, unless they get Tom Brady, still in a state of flux there. Seattle's not going to be somebody you worry about in the NFC. Dallas, Dallas is you know already losing a couple of their uh, impactful players. Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper. How good are they going to be? In a bad division, maybe they have home field advantage. Who else in the NFC do you look at it and go, okay, we got to worry about them? Now, you can factor in Deshaun Watson if he does go to a team and elevates that team. Do they become a contender? Um, I look at the Rams. Anybody else? Tampa's not going to be there. New Orleans not going to be there. Carolina's not going to be there. Falcons aren't going to be there. You know, am I looking at the Vikings? No. You know, and, and I think, and that's why I looked at this, you know, logically with Aaron Rodgers. It, it makes sense for him to stay. I just thought that this... It had gone on long enough that maybe it felt like he was leaving and he was going to go to Denver. But, you know, Peyton Manning retired in 2016. Denver's been looking for a quarterback ever since then. And they found their quarterback yesterday. You know, they had Drew Locke. I mean, they've gone through so many quarterbacks there. You know? Fritzy, run down the list of all the quarterbacks. I do know that there were 11 uh, between Manning and the situation. There were now 11 different quarterbacks, which is just pathetic. 
and I've I've blocked out the names. I'm just so just disappointed in how the last no, six let's years go. have gone. Let's just come on. Mr. I, 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 I can't. I, when you put me on the spot like that, I blank out. I just know that it's just been a really, really bad run. Even though I've seen the graphics over and over again. They show merry-go-rounds and they show all the different players going around in circles and the locks and the bridge Okay. Waters. All right. How about this? If Paulie can name more Broncos quarterbacks than you, then you get a pie to the face. Since Manning? Yeah. Are you. Seems fair. I mean, it's your team, the Broncos. You got your Broncos gear on. You got your pajamas on. You got your hat on. I knew there was going to be something where my day that was supposed to be exciting for me had to turn into something like negative or like something. You know, the Broncos. How many playoff games they're going to win since you love Russell Wilson so much? I just figured, you know, you've had to deal with all these quarterbacks here. <laughs> right? Since you love Russell Wilson so much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We've got to win at least one playoff game where you've got to swim the no. English Channel. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is what we do now. This is the show every day. How about what I wear to work. You're the one that, you know, this was a big deal. I would have thought you would have been, you know, listing off those quarterbacks. You'd have them all. You'd be like, oh, I'm, my God, we've had to deal with to, this I guy. I don't want to think about that. Block them out. Okay. Give us three quarterbacks that they've had. That's easy. I, I, I honestly, when you put me on the spot like that, are you Bridgewater? kidding like, like me? I said Bridgewater and Locke, because those are the most uh, recent ones. Prior to and them. Brett Rippin and all that. Yeah, Paul. Simeon, Osweiler, Greasy. Paxton Lynch. I mean, Paxton wait, what's going yeah, on I here? I just, I, wait, what's going on? I just, I, I, my mind doesn't work that way. Are you a Bronco fan? I'm a like, huge you Bronco a die fan. Hard? And because I'm such a Bronco fan, I've eliminated them from my brain. Stop. You, it that, you asked me a quick question. It totally unnerved me. I could also look up Broncos quarterbacks over the years on my computer, which I didn't do. I played fair, and I'm staring at my email instead. Are you saying that? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying that it's very easy. In this day and age, in this day and age, it's very easy to. You just called it. Okay, I can. This has never happened before. No, no. How about this? We can. I can have Paulie get up out of his chair. I can have somebody from the back room come in and look at what he searched for. I just got it up right now after I gave my Simeon lunch guess. I'm not making any. I feel bad that I couldn't name some of those guys off the top of my head. I just thought you were so a Bronco exhilarated about Russell Wilson. No, I thought you were a Bronco fan. My bad. Uh, so welcome to the program. I, I don't. Did we come up with a poll question, Seaton? I don't know what happened in the first hour. Uh, yeah, we do have some options for a poll question. Okay. We actually threw one up there, too. Okay. Um, so what we have up on the site right now is who is more likely to get their second ring first? Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford. Uh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to have Russ and Aaron Rodgers, and I would go, no, that's that's not a contest. Now, it felt more fun to throw in uh, Mahomes and Stafford. Okay. To get their second ring. All right. I'm going to go... And this is actually suggested by uh, BRG, which was nice. The backroom guys did? Yeah, stepping oh. up. Well, now that Marvin is... oh. In the front front room. Front row, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Right. The other people that are like, hey, I'm back here too. Who is more likely? I would say Aaron Rodgers because Mahomes is going to have a lot of competition in the AFC. You know, the two best teams it feels like are Kansas City and Buffalo, according to Vegas. I don't want Rams fans to say, we're the defending Super Bowl champ. It's weird how Buffalo all of a sudden became better because some quarterbacks moved around. 
Well, I think they'd been there. They were number, I think it was Kansas City, then Buffalo, and then maybe the Rams, uh, according to Vegas, with those odds. Yes, he- right now, early results, uh, Patrick Mahomes is destroying. He's yeah. got 61% of the vote. Then Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Matthew Stafford are all sort of tied. They keep sort of jockeying for position there, but they're all basically tied around 13%. I would say Rodgers, because of the lack of competition, getting to another title game at home, uh, probably a couple of them. I also wondered about this because, you know, when we look at the AFC West, you're like, well, Russ compared to Justin Herbert and Derek Carr and Patrick Mahomes. I want to know how he's going to, you know, those defenses that he's not going against Justin Herbert or Patrick Mahomes. He's going against those defenses. And if I look at the AFC West, the uh, Chiefs allowed the eighth fewest points in the AFC. The Raiders, 26th, Chargers tied for 29th. So Russ has to look at that and go, okay, I don't feel too bad about that. Uh, Passing yards allowed. Chargers, 12th. Raiders, 13th. Chiefs, 27th. Um, Total yards allowed. Raiders, 14th. Chargers, 23rd. Chiefs, 27th. He's not going to be looking at the Chargers defense or the Chiefs defense probably as a formidable defense. Maybe the Raiders, but... I started to look at that when, you know, we want to compare these quarterbacks. It's who are you going? Aaron Rodgers going against the Lions, the Bears, and the Vikings. I like his chances. I'd like my chances in games against those guys. And that's why it makes a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers. Also, who got the most for their money? Seattle paid $181 million for Russell Wilson's career. Two Super Bowls, won one, lost one. Packers paid $263 million for Aaron Rodgers' career up to this point. One Super Bowl. Buccaneers paid Tom Brady $58 million. <laughs> got one Super Bowl. Feels like it was a little bit more of a bargain for uh, Seattle with Russell Wilson. Plus, they were able to keep the uh, Legion of Boom intact. And that was really important back then. And then the quarterback, you know, another thing with Russ going to Denver... He's going to want to renegotiate his contract, too. He's got two years left. He gets $25 million per year. So he's, got to, he's going to make in two years what Aaron Rodgers is going to make in one. But he's going to want to get up to the $45 million a year quarterback plateau. Yeah, Paul. Do you think that's one of those things that's pre-negotiated or pre-handshake agreed? Like uh, Russell Wilson's agent says to the Broncos, he will approve this trade but you know we're not waiting two years for an extension. I would imagine it has to be included that if you trade for him, if he gives up, gives up the uh, uh, trade veto, he'll go there, but he wants a new contract. I would imagine that has to be. Because if he's planning on playing another eight to ten years, then he's going to go, all right, what's my, con- what's my future here? Two years? You want to give up all this, and then two years, then I'm gone? Yeah, Paul. Who do you think is, right now, the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL for the 2022 season? Not overall, not cap hit. What paycheck? Who will make the most with everything they get? No incentives, just what they get of any NFL quarterback. Matt Ryan. That's correct. 48600000 And that's who you would think would be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, right? Kirk Cousins is third. Yeah. Uh, Deshaun Watson not playing. It makes $40 million. Ryan Tannehill's getting 38 large. Mm, yeah. Jeff in Detroit joins us. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind today? What up, though? One time for chat row. Uh, 
Listen, Marv is yours to lose. First of all, you come with deprecating human on small, with your small hands. Then you talk about um, uh, you had a misery topper when Dan said something about uh, his father passing away, and then you come and say, I- "I'm messing up, man. I'm messing up." Let me skip. Let me skip. Let me skip on. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you I'm, I'm a little nervous this you're morning, acting man. like fritzy hey todd in detroit calling in <laughs> a lot of pressure a lot of pressure can you name the broncos starting quarterbacks there uh jeff matt stafford matt stafford, yeah, matt stafford. yeah i had a little bit too much coffee man but uh at any rate um you guys were talking about upbeat songs in reference to that, I got one for you. Got caught in a hotel room with my homeboys dancing around listening to Shiny Happy People by R.E.M. Yes. And it wasn't a good scene, dude. It really, really wasn't. Now, my question to you guys is this. With Aaron Rodgers <laughs> staying put, if he doesn't win another NFL uh, Super Bowl, what would we say about his career? Because I don't see him receiving the same treatment, say, as like Russell Wilson or Matt Stafford, you know. It's like he should have won when we'll be just fine with Russ or Matt just winning one. Yeah, well, we hold Rodgers to a higher standard. We should. He just went back-to-back MVPs. If he doesn't win another Super Bowl or at least go to another Super Bowl, I think it's been a disappointment. I mean, they have a good team. They drafted well. You know, the only thing they did was they drafted Jordan Love because they thought Rodgers was on the decline. But he's been great. But if you're going to pay him that kind of money, give him that kind of power, and he doesn't go to another Super Bowl, I don't expect Russ to go to another Super Bowl. I sort of expect Matthew Stafford to be in another Super Bowl. But Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. If he doesn't go, I think that would be a disappointment. It'd be a disappointment to him, a surprise to him. Uh, Todd has a limerick today. Todd has mock headlines today. Anything else related to Russell Wilson and the Broncos? Adam, I'm still trying to figure out who the other quarterbacks were between Manning and uh, and Russell Wilson. I am. I'm. I don't know. That was terrible. I don't know. I just blanked out. Obviously, you know, th- th- I should have been able to rattle off at least some of those. Every Bronco game, the first thing they do is show a merry-go-round of all the quarterbacks. You don't do well under pressure. I know. That's a, and that you've seen that on my, my attempts at stand-up and other things. Yeah. Are you all right? I think so. I'm a little shaken. A little disappointed in myself. Yeah. I'm all broncoed out, and you're like, yes. name a few quarterbacks. And I, just, <laughs> I blanked out like I used to get nervous before exams, and I knew it backwards and forwards. And as soon as the paper is in front of me, I'm like, I don't know how to answer any of these questions. That's when you would cheat off your neighbor's paper. Me and Greg Kirshner, we look at each other, the, the, uh, the old biology midterm. C-A-B-B-A, you sure? Those are the first five. How about this? More likely to appear in the Super Bowl next year. Russell Wilson. Tom Brady. Oh, <laughs> mean spirited. I think. Well, I don't know. Chris Sims says I'm 50 50 on uh, Tom Brady playing again this next season. It just, you know, it's a story that doesn't go away. And I don't know if we don't want it to go away, but I don't think Tom is helping it. Or maybe he's helping the fact that it won't go away. Because if he just said that, there is no way. Like, if you said to me, ask me if I would uh, ever go back and work at ESPN doing Sports Center. Dan, what are your thoughts on returning someday to ESPN? Well, right now, I would say that, um, no, I'm retired from doing Sports Center. But I, I don't know what the future holds. You know, if I'm at home with the kids, you know, that um, 
you know, you never say never. Let's put it that way. If you ask me, will you ever host SportsCenter again, go back and do it on a regular basis? Well, I asked you that eight years ago, and then you did host one. One. <laughs> one time. One. <laughs> Was a 40th. If you ask me if I'll ever host. Going on, forward, will you ever host another SportsCenter? No. Absolutely not. And if I do, pies to the face from you guys the rest of my life, every single day, pie to the face. No, I, that, see, you could have answered it that way, and then, you know, we'd put this to rest. It's almost like Brady likes sort of tweaking us a little bit, like Aaron Rodgers when he said, hey, I haven't signed that contract. Well, no, you, you haven't. Can't officially sign it. But he wanted to let everybody know that I didn't sign that contract. I'm coming back. I didn't sign that contract. Okay. Did you agree to terms to then sign that contract when you can? Semantics here. All right. We'll take a break. Booger McFarlane will join us. We'll get to uh, more phone calls as well. Yesterday it was sad songs. Today it's happy songs. Yes, Eden. It's funny. Jeff in Detroit brought it up, but R.E.M. may be in the unique position of winning the saddest song contest the happiest song contest, and the happiest sounding sad song contest. And the worst sounding happiest song contest. Shiny Happy People. Shiny Happy People is a terrible song. It but is. There's no doubt that it's like super upbeat. But also, It's the End of the World as We Know It is an incredibly upbeat song while talking about... And I feel fine. You know, starts with an earthquake, hurricane, birds and snakes, and aeroplanes, <laughs> and we're all going to die. And Lenny Bruce. It's the end of the world as we well, it's like Springsteen with Hungry Heart. I got a wife and kids in Baltimore, Jack. I went out for a ride and never came back. And people are just going, yeah, yeah Bruce! Yeah, yeah me cheat, too! Cheat on your wife, man! <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bruce! Sad song for the wife and kids. <laughs> Everybody's got a hungry heart. I'm cheating on my wife and that's just the start. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Take a break. Back after this, Dan Patrick Show. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card information, questions, you need to have somebody answer your questions, right? You know, a human being who actually understands your issues, works to resolve them. Somebody with a knack for helping others and having a pulse. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. We call that live customer service with the emphasis on the word live. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Watch a lot of college basketball last night. Gonzaga, South Dakota State, Bryant, Bellarmine. Although all these years, growing up in Ohio, I was in Kentucky for two years at Eastern Kentucky, and uh, I always thought it was Bellarmine. I think I even played against Bellarmine my freshman year at Eastern Kentucky. But Bellarmine, they win, but they're not able to qualify going to the NCAA tournament because I guess there's a five-year window when you move up from Division Two to Division One. but they were still allowed to play in the tournament. They win the tournament, but then they don't get to go to March Madness. Uh, Delaware and Wright State also moving on. 
Uh, make sure you pick up a bag of pennies, bang biscuits, bite-sized treats for uh, perfect reward time for your training sessions with your puppy. And uh, we're really proud of these. All the biscuits handmade from scratch using healthy, all-natural ingredients. 20% of all bang biscuit sales given back to handpicked partners in the pet industry. All right. We'll get to more phone calls coming up. What's poll question results so far? And then we'll get to Booger McFarland. So far, Dan, uh, who's more likely to get their second ring first? Patrick Mahomes still running away with it with 48% of the vote. But Aaron Rodgers ticking up. Uh, Matthew Stafford pulling away. Russell Wilson in last with 13%. All right, let's uh, hit the way back machine. Let me go back 24 hours ago as we bring in Booger McFarlane, ESPN NFL and college football analyst. If I said the likelihood that Russell Wilson was on the move or Aaron Rodgers was on the move, what would you have said, Booger? Uh, good morning, Dan. Good morning. Probably that it was Aaron Rodgers. I, I think we all expected Aaron Rodgers to be on the move based on the last uh, really two years with all the um, us not knowing what was going to happen, all the hard feelings. But it seemed like there was an epiphany up in Green Bay and everybody um, kind of got on the same page. So I think that's why it was a shocker that – Aaron stayed, and then the blockbuster a little while later that Russell was leaving. If I said to Denver, John Elway, you can have Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, who would you take? Uh, that's not even a question. I take the guy that's won four MVPs over the guy that hadn't gotten a single MVP vote. It, to me, it's not even close. But if I look uh, at I, the they, longevity that I could have Russell Wilson as opposed to Aaron Rodgers, do I factor in age in that, uh, yeah, that answer? You, you can. You can factor that in, but I think you could ask the Buccaneers if they factor in age when they chose Tom Brady or, or vice versa, Tom Brady chose them. They just took the best quarterback at the time, and they got a Super Bowl out of it, and I think they're really, really happy. Now, it puts them in a position now that Brady has retired, that they're looking for a quarterback, but they can always go into the trophy case and look at that Lombardi and that Super Bowl ring. So Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback, but what Russell Wilson does, Dan, is when I, as a player, if I'm on that team, when I go to training camp now, I know we got a guy that gives me a, a better than a puncher's chance. Like, we got hope to know we can compete with Kansas City, the Chargers, the Las Vegas Raiders in our own division uh, before we even get to the rest of the AFC or the rest of the NFL. If I said this, and it's a snarky poll question, more likely to appear in the Super Bowl next year, Russell Wilson or Tom Brady? <laughs> uh, more likely to? I, it, well, it just based on odds, the fact that <laughs> the fact that one of my odds is not even currently playing in the NFL, I'm going to have to take Russell Wilson. <laughs> but if Tom Brady were to come back and be on a viable team, let's just say, for instance, since we're in this nice imaginary world, uh, the Buccaneers or the 49ers, yeah, those two teams would vault ahead of the Broncos. Right. Which move did you not like yesterday? <clears throat> I think sometimes over over my lifetime, Dan, and probably yours, how many times have we seen a, a, a person or a situation just kind of wear its course? We saw it with Andy Reid in Philadelphia. We, we've seen it with uh, Tom Brady in New England. I, I, I thought we had got to a point where Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay had kind of worn its kind of worn its course, the time to worn out, and both sides needed to change because you know that those feelings haven't always been on the same page. Now, I know we're going to sing Kumbaya, and they're going to give him 45 to 50 million a year, and everybody's going to say everything is great. Mm -hmm. But then you, like me, have probably had hard feelings to a person or for a person. 
and we say, yep, I forgive you, and we move on. But are those feelings really gone? Are they ever really gone, or do we just suppress them based on something that happened or based on our, our, our decision to, to, to just move on? I just wonder if it doesn't go well in Green Bay. Let's say, for instance, and I, I, I do not foresee this because I think they're going to walk away with that division. I think they're going to win 13 games. But let's just say, for instance, something happens, happens bad and they don't get off to a good start and Brian Gutekinds does something that Aaron doesn't like. You think those feelings are going to come back up? Let's say he cuts somebody. Let's say he cuts Randall Cobb or he cuts somebody that Aaron really likes. You think those hard feelings are going to come back up? I do. And so I, I just think at some point there's a time you move on. And I thought the time was now for Green Bay and Aaron to move on. More pressure on Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers this next season? I think it's more pressure on Aaron because Aaron is in a familiar, consistent position. They've won 13 games minimum the last three years. Um, if their special teams would have been better, they probably would have won this year. Oh, by the way, they go out and hire Rich Basachi, who I think is the best special teams coach in football. So they, they're taking away every excuse that Aaron has. And, Dan, what a travesty it would be for a guy that, at the very minimum, we say is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. At the very minimum, you could argue that he, uh, from an individual standpoint, he's one of the more accomplished quarterbacks winning four MVPs. What a travesty that would be if he only wins one Super Bowl. And so I think there's a lot of pressure on Aaron Rodgers to win. We don't know what Russell is going to be. Like, remember when I think it was the Eagles or the, or, or the then known as the Redskins put that team together and we called them a dream team and everybody's like, man, they're going to dominate. And they were terrible. So we don't know what Denver is going to be. We don't know what kind of coach Nathaniel Hackett is going to be. Yeah. I know what Green Bay and Aaron are. So there's a ton of pressure on him. Yeah, I look at Denver. I'm not – they're not quite there yet, but Russ does give you a chance to win every game. And you can't – it's been a long time since we've said that about a Denver quarterback there. I'm curious what Seattle's doing. Pete Carroll's going to be 71. I try not to factor in age, but when I look at a rebuild for a team at that age, and they haven't drafted well, um, I don't know what they have there. Bobby Wagner, the heart and soul of that, that football team, he's gone. Now Russ is gone. Drew Locke, I mean, unless they get lucky, they draft somebody or, you know, Deshaun Watson comes to town. What what do you make of Seattle's logic here? Well, Seattle, I think, realized that they were the fourth best team in the NFC West with Russell Wilson. So if we're going to be that, let's not pay a guy $34 million or whatever he's owed this year and be the fourth best team in our division. The fact that they've gotten, they've traded Russell, they've gotten rid of Bobby Wagner, they're clearly rebuilding at the very minimum. Now I just wonder why they have a $17.5 million safety uh, in, in Jamal Adams. Um, that contract sticks out with what they're doing, so I don't know if they can trade that contract. So um, they're rebuilding, but they can't really all kind of go all in on rebuilding because of that contract. So. I think Pete Carroll, he, he's a young 70, if there ever was a thing. Probably like, you know, you, Dan, you're like a young 80. Uh, I mean, both you both you guys are kind of in the same boat there. Uh, younger, more vibrant than you really are. And so I think Pete is probably saying, hey, if we, if we get super lucky, super lucky, we can package our picks and be in on Deshaun Watson if that legal situation gets resolved. If we get super lucky. If – at the very worst, we're going to have a lot of picks. And if we like a quarterback this year or next year, we can draft one, and then we will be on a three- to five-year trajectory to rebuild. Do you remember running the 40 at the Combine? 
Uh, yes, I ran a 40 at the combine. I was tired as hell, but I, I remember my time like the meal I ate this morning. Okay. That time was? Uh, and hopefully I got it right. Four, eight, five. Paulie, what do you have for Booger? Yeah, Booger McFarland out of LSU at the NFL Combine. Four, eight, five, which one of one of the fastest all time if he were one pound heavier. The he weighed in at 299 pounds. If he had weighed in at 300, you would have been in a group with one of the fastest 300-plus pounders of all time in combine history. <laughs> so here's, here's a little backstory to that. Uh, we did a lot of testing. The 40 time was the last thing we do. I was dog-tired, et cetera. I ran 485 at 299. At my pro day, which was a month later, where the only thing I did was run. I weighed in at 302, and I ran in – uh, some waffle bottom track shoes that I had gotten from the track team. So at 302, there was a varying degree of times from 459 to 471 that day. Oh boy. Wow. That's impressive. Uh, and then well, you- Dan, here's the thing, Dan, here's the thing you got to realize. I wasn't 6'6 like Jordan Davis or 340. So the thing that made my game really attractive to being a first round pick was. I was short, thick, and athletic, things that normally don't go together. But if you look at the best defensive tackles, I would argue over the last 25 years, I'm going to name them. Not that I am in the category because I'm not, but let's take a look at them. John Randall, 6'2", 285. Warren Sapp, 6'2", 285, 290. Aaron Donald, 6'1", you follow me? Like the best guys aren't six, 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 seven. The best guys are those short, thick, extremely athletic defensive tackles. I know, but I look at him at six, six. If he can't get to the quarterback, just putting those hands up and how he could disrupt that defensive line in, in a different way than what Aaron Donald does. Aaron Donald uses leverage and he gets to the quarterback. You know, this kid, if he doesn't get there, He's going to put his hands up, and it's 6'6". going to make it really difficult for you. I'll agree. Uh, I think where he's drafted is going to determine the expectations that we have for him. Let's look at Cleveland Farrell, who was drafted fourth overall by the Raiders. He's looked at as a bust. Not because he's not a really good player. He's just not a sack guy. And that's where you expect, or that's what you expect him to be when you draft him fourth overall. So I think the expectations are going to be relative to where Jordan Davis is drafted. If he's, if he's drafted in the top 10 based on that combine performance, it's going to be a disappointment because he's never going to be a sad guy. To me, he's Sean Rogers. Remember Sean Rogers that played for the Lions? Sean Rogers played 10 years. You know how many sacks he had in his career? 37. So three sacks a year. But Sean Rogers was a good player. He was, he was kind of dominant in his own way. Haloti Nada. Like this is the type of player I think that Jordan Davis could be. Um, but the one thing that concerns me about Jordan Davis, and I think if you ask any defensive lineman who goes back and watches the tape, the biggest thing that I think that can deter him from being really good is he's got to be able to do it not on play one. Can he do it on play 24? Can he do it after he's had a meat Friday at home? Can he do it on play 39 <laughs> on Sunday? Okay, that'll be the key, Dan, because he's got to be in shape. And it's hard to play – Four quarters at six six three forty one. It's hard. He's got to get in better shape because I can I can show you tape 
where he literally walks off the ball against Alabama and stands there and doesn't move. Like, you have more movement now in your neck than he had on that play. And that's embarrassing for a guy who turned the combine upside down this weekend. Always great to talk to you, Booger. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Anytime, Dan, always. Uh, I see my picture still hasn't gotten over your head, but I'm still efforting. Yeah, yeah. Once again, you know, you got a jersey, you got a picture. We, 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 we will put it up here. We just don't want anything from Dan Orlovsky because, you know, <laughs> yes. Marcus Spears trying to muscle his way in, get, some, uh, get something up here behind me. So just letting you know, you're not the only defensive uh, lineman I'm talking to. I love it. I love it. The jersey's on the way. Thank you, buddy. That's uh, Booger McFarland, ESPN NFL and college football analyst. A couple of phone calls in here. Carrie in Ohio. Hi, Carrie. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. Um, I am a huge fan, and I have a quick question. Okay. It is my 32nd birthday. Anyway, I can get you to sing happy birthday to me in that DJ voice? Oh, Carrie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Is your husband around? Oh, he's listening at home. His name's Rob. Oh, I don't think he wants to listen to this. Oh, he, he'll be fine. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, Carrie. You're welcome. I was going to give her a gag gift and have Fritzy sing, but... Uh, I know you were waiting to do that. I'm always on standby for you know, those types of opportunities. Yeah, yeah, why don't you explore former Bronco quarterbacks here? Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Paxton Lynch. Yesterday, we talked about saddest songs. There was a survey done. A poll. I, I'm always amazed that when somebody goes, um, hey, we got a study going, and uh, we're gonna, this is the study. And you go, who would ever think that? That somebody in England goes, hey, we're going to do a study. What's the saddest song of all time? You ever been to England? <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? There you go. <laughs> but, 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 so all the sad studies are in uh, in England. There. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, just everything is gray and sort of sludge colored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll give you our happy the the happiest songs, at least according to us. We'll do that coming up next. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever get your podcast from all right i gotta knock a couple things out here because fritzy keeps reminding me that he came up with mock headlines about russell wilson going to denver even though fritzy couldn't name any former bronco quarterbacks after peyton Manning. that was by me the whiff totally panicked and he has you you have your limerick a russell wilson limerick i do i have limerick and mock headlines we could do one now one later whatever you feel like you're in charge okay all right uh, let's do your limerick 
Okay, we're going to do the Limerick right now. Okay. Rogers was staying, so time to hustle. Block other potential suitors with muscle. Bronco Nation energetic. No more QBs pathetic. Let him cook. Go Rocky Mountain Russell. Okay. Got that out of the way. We got it out of the way. All right. Yesterday, we talked about the saddest songs, our sad song. And uh, we, had, we had a lot of reaction to this. And then we thought, well, why don't we uh, turn it around and, and turn that frown upside down and make it a smile? How about our happy songs? And uh, Marvin has, we, we gave Marvin our music here, our songs. Todd, I'll let you go first. Your happy song. When you hear this, it's just, it, it makes you happy. You're dancing, maybe singing. Sure. It, uh, does anybody want to guess? I, I'm going to guess the time frame that it's in is probably the <laughs> 1980s. Ooh. Uh, maybe late 70s. Uh, yeah, Paulie. If it's not Kiss on my list, I'd be shocked. Okay. By Hall and Oates. Well, I... I'm going to guess it, Billy Joel or Hall and & Oates. And it's, and it's neither one of those, shockingly, even okay. though the, a lot of those songs make me happy. I thought of Eye of the Tiger by Survivor, and I thought of It Takes Two by Rob Bass and DJ Easy Rock, but I went with this from 1976, disco era, Maxine Nightingale. <laughs> Get the post here. 12 before the hour. This is Fritzy's. When it's I'm going to I love that song so much. I'm going to give you a plus one. If Tony Reale was uh, judging, I go bloop, 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 bloop. All right, Seton O'Connor. Not exactly a happy kind of guy, but No, no. And actually my first happy song was going to be a song by The Cure, and I was just like, well, no, I can change that up. And then because then <laughs> wow. this uh came to me and it's without a doubt uh it's a great song. It's a great car sing-along song. Okay. It's probably no, not probably. No, not probably. It's one of the greatest rock anthems of all time. This song, Dan, has seen a million faces and rocked every single one of them. Bon Jovi, 96 Rock. You can get in weather and traffic on this oh, intro. Yeah, that's true. The whole thing. I hate this song. That's why I thought, see, I knew it was going to get a reaction from you. I hate it. Like, I, it's not that I... I don't dislike it. I hate it. We got to hold on to what we got. I know. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. We got each other. And that's a lot. Okay. Uh, Marvin, do you have a happy song? A go-to happy song? Actually, I do. What? Cheer up. <laughs> well, I'm thinking about yeah, sad songs again. Sorry. I do. Okay. Okay. We'll this wasn't played at anyone's funeral. Okay, here we go. Little Mike Jackson there. All right. Paulie, your uh, happy upbeat song? By the way, I used to crush it at the roller rink to I'm that sure song. sure you do. It's fantastic. Shuffle, shuffle only. Lady's <laughs> choice. Shoot the duck. Uh, Dan, I did not go with Pulling Muscles from a Shell by Squeeze, Ooh. though as much as I would love to. That is an upbeat, fun song. It's very peppy, very fun. By the way, Squeeze, get Argy Bargy, that album, and it's got so many great hits on there. Good call. Okay. 
I'm going to go with this one. It reminds me of when my sister got her driver's license and we got to go wherever we wanted that first summer when she got her driver's license. We had this song on repeat all summer. All right. By the way you popped your car sideways at a Kind of a creepy song to be driving with your sister in her car. There's other people in the car. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know you love your sister. <laughs> All right. Uh, I actually had I had two songs. I couldn't really decide. We've played both of these on the show uh, recently. Um, Marvin, you could pick whatever one you want there. Uh, yeah. I mean, Todd Rundgren. I'm going to bang on the drums all day. This is Friday, 5 o'clock. Yeah. Glad to have you with us. Sending you into the weekend. Let's get this weekend started, baby. It's 5 o'clock. <laughs> I just want to bang on the drum all day. Say, you can't be in a bad mood. You can try to be in a bad mood. It's not possible. Yes, everyone in the studio is smiling. Okay. And then? Oh, God. Blue Swede. Vocals coming in quickly at 96 Rock. I can't stop this feeling. Come on, Todd. Deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. Oh, yeah. When I hold me. All right. That's it. Those are the happy songs. I think we did pretty well there. Sad songs, not so much yesterday. Yes, Paul. Now I've got one for tomorrow. I could save it or tease it now. Is this more songs? Yes. Okay. Because we crushed the past two days. All right. The song that comes on the radio, you will turn it off. Like where it makes you. I just did with Seton, with Bon Jovi. <laughs> you got to come up with a bad. I would, if Come On Eileen comes on, oh. I would crash my car. That disappoints me to hear that. Yeah. I know he said that before, but I wish right. he didn't feel Don't worry, I got a million more of them. Yeah, let's save it. Okay, song comes on, you change the channel. It actually upsets you almost. Ooh. Save it. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, everybody's calling in now with their happy song. I In Shiny Happy People by R.E.M., I feel bad for R.E.M. One of my favorite bands, that song. Not a good song. Dirk Nowitzki is going to join us. He probably likes 99 Luft balloons. <laughs> Dirk Nowitzki will join us. More phone calls coming up. One more item. We close out hour two. Hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all. Panini Trading Cards, the exclusive trading card partner of the NBA. Panini America uses all the iconic brands delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players like Giannis, Steph, Jason Tatum, and so many more. There's autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, something for everyone in Panini America packs. And it's more than just the NBA. Panini is the exclusive home for NFL, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Collect all your favorite NBA players, top-selling rookie trading cards, Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, 
in Panini products. Get your autograph memorabilia from Panini's exclusive athletes. They got John Morant, Luca, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, Anthony Edwards, only from Panini Authentic. That's PaniniAmerica.net. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show.